What is up, everyone? I'm Ryan from Fireside Knicks with my friend and co-host Dylan Backer. And I said this the second he hopped into the stream here. Um, the Knicks are up 3-1 in a playoff series. Uh, the Knicks are, like, I, I just want to say that out loud so everyone can process this. The Knicks are one win away from winning their first playoff series in about a decade, right? Um, and, and, you know, I know that people, there are going to be people outside the fan base or people who are very critical um, in the fan base who say, you know, well, this isn't an NBA title. Are we really going to go this crazy over one playoff series win? When you've been starved of something for a very long time, when you finally get a taste of it, uh, you go crazy, right? Um, you know, this isn't a fan base that has been uh, blessed with, you know, titles after titles in the last decade or two decades or even three. Um, so we'll take our playoff series wins when we can get them. And especially considering how strong the defense has been all series, how they rebounded from a very ugly game two. Um, you know, how they rebounded in that game four itself. Uh, there were a lot of really encouraging signs. I know the shooting, you know, for Julius Randle, the shooting for a lot of guys in terms of their field goal percentage, it isn't pretty. I thought, I, I thought coming into this series, that's how it would look, that it would look pretty ugly. Um, and, you know, I guess now following this game four, now the Knicks are in command of the series. They just need to grab one more. They can go one and two and win this series. How are you feeling, Dylan? And most importantly, what were your big takeaways from the last two games? Right, so I'm feeling good first off, man. I mean, 3-1 in the series, how can you not feel good about that? And, I mean, you know, we took both games at home. You know, MSG was live. It was rocking. The crowd was loud. You know, we played some really good basketball in those games. You know, I love how they rebounded from game two after that. Pretty much just that embarrassing loss in a way. I mean, you know, you, you had to know it's a playoff game. It's tough to win playoff games on the road, of course. But, I mean, game two, they didn't really stand much of a chance. So, you were hoping that they would bounce back strong. And they answered big time. I mean, game three, they won by 20 points. And Cleveland really just had no chance whatsoever. I mean, they held them to 79 points, which is the lowest mark by any NBA team this season. You know, the Knicks just, like, locked them down completely. Game four, you know, last night or yesterday afternoon, I should say, you know, more of a close game, more of a thrilling game rather than a blowout. But they were up by 15 at one point, And then when they lost that lead, you kind of started freaking out a little bit going like, oh, no, are we going to do this again? They bounced back. They were resilient. They ended up winning by, I think, nine points or something like that, having a really good fourth quarter led by no other than Jalen Brunson. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at his box score right here. He scored at least 20 points in all four games this series. You know, the first two games weren't weren't the most efficient games. Games three and four, he shot above 50%, you know, which is really good to see. You know, he's getting his efficiency back. Yesterday, he was just locked in completely. I mean, 29 points, 11 of 22 from the field. I think he had six rebounds and six assists as well. He was doing it all yesterday, you know, and Julius Randle was not having a good night, like you like you said. Wasn't having a good game whatsoever. He barely even played in the fourth quarter, you know. he, he Something didn't look right with Randle yesterday. I think a lot of us know that, you know, and I'll, I'll give Randle the benefit of doubt here. He is playing through an injury. I think people got to realize he is playing through an injury, so that could be a big factor as to why his, you know, why he doesn't look the same. Does that excuse the poor body language? Not necessarily, but does it excuse, like, missing shots or poor play? Yeah, it, it can. You know, he's playing through an injury. He didn't really get the ramp up period. He kind of just got inserted right back in to a tough physical playoff series after sitting out for two weeks. You know, so got to give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit. Yes, you don't want poor play and you don't want poor body language in playoff games. I get that. But we also got to understand, you know, he's he's playing through something that most guys wouldn't be playing through. Quite frankly, it's an ankle sprain that is not that it's not a quick healing thing at all whatsoever. So, you know, hopefully, you know, game five he can turn it around a little bit, give us a little bit of a better performance, and you know, obviously not not have a poor body language or the 
lackadaisical defense, of course. But other than that, you know, there's been a lot of good things these past few days. Games three and four were really exciting. I mean, those games were were what we wanted to see. Everything we wanted to see, pretty much, you know. And yesterday, Josh Hart came in, stepped in to start over Quentin Grimes, who had a shoulder injury. Hart played amazing, too. I think he had, like, 19 points, a couple, bunch of rebounds, bunch of, you know, he was doing it all again, you know, and he's been phenomenal this series, too, you know, other than the, you know, the not-so-great game, too, but it, like I said, it's unfair to be pointing fingers at one person for game two when everyone's when everyone was bad in game two. And, you know, last but not least, you know, shout-out R.J. Barrett, man. We gave R.J. Barrett a bunch of crap this week, quite honestly. You know, we weren't sure if he was worth playing, you know, in these spots. We weren't sure if, you know, if he should get as much playing time as he was getting he he answered it and he shut us up he quite frankly shut us up I mean he had 19 points on 8 to 12 shooting in game three and then yesterday he had 26 points on like really good shooting I'm looking at it right here Barrett had 26 points on 9 of 18 shooting I know his three ball is not falling but at least he's getting to the basket he's going to his strength he looks much more aggressive I mean games games three and four he looked much more aggressive he wasn't taking as many that many of those stupid floaters that I see him try to go for or you know those stupid fit those stupid fadeaway shots, excuse me, you know, he looked like he was trying to get inside and go to his strength, and that's what I want to see. You know, those were some of my interesting takeaways. I mean, what do you, Ryan, what did you um, think most about, like, R.J. Barrett? I think he's someone we need to talk about here because he really stepped it up in 3 and 4 and, quite frankly, shut us up, honestly. Yeah, no, no, no. One big thing that, you know, the, the Knicks needed from R.J. was, you know, he's very hot, very cold, and you just need him to get hot at the right time, right? The conversations of what will happen with R.J. Barrett and the New York Knicks and their future together after this year is a post is – is not a postseason because we're in the postseason – is a after-the-postseason conversation. When the Knicks are eliminated and when the summer comes – or if the Knicks are eliminated, you know, you never know, right? Um, and the summer comes around, then we can have that conversation. But that conversation is not one we're having right now. That's not a conversation you're going to have in the middle of a postseason series. You just need R.J. Barrett to play – to the level you need just need him to get hot at the right time that's really all you need right um we knew that this was going to be extremely difficult for the new york knicks in terms of getting points um you know it's proven to be very difficult to get points the knicks have just been able to expose the Cavs' really terrible offense outside of donovan mitchell and darius garland who garland had not played well really um all series he's kind of been on and off um you know and then the knicks were able to get to metro yesterday right um R.J. Barrett being able to go out there and be, you know, give you pretty good scoring efficiency. Uh, you know, I know, the sh again, as you said, the three-point shot wasn't falling. But in the interior, um, and really be a catalyst for this offense, it changes the dynamic of this team. Randall slumps and R.J. gets hot. That's going to that's gonna cover itself, right? And then when Randall comes around and he's able to get a little more rest and he's able to get himself back fully acclimated, um, you know, that'll that'll all blend itself together. You mentioned no Quinton Grimes. That's that's a decent loss, right? In terms of, you know, coming into this game, I know that Quinton Grimes isn't the guy you think of when you think, you know, guy you can't lose. But again, this team isn't a great shooting team and the Cavs are really damn good interior uh, with interior defense. And the Knicks without Quinton Grimes, one of their best shooters, especially when you consider volume, um, he was out and they were able to still win. Josh Hart has been the best deadline acquisition I think any team could make. Um, you know, he's been unbelievable, right? So, um, you know, yes, you have your role players. Obviously, Josh Hart, we've given him flowers all year. Brunson was incredible. Um, and, and you feel like Randall will turn it around. But that X factor that we, we all felt like was going to be the X factor showed up the last two games. R.J. Barrett and the Knicks won those games. If R.J. Barrett is competent, if R.J. Barrett is just solid, 
the Knicks are going to be in a pretty good position in any game they play to win. Um, now, I don't know how consistent he'll be, uh, but what I do know is the last two games, you can't take that away from him. You cannot take away those last two games. For as bad as he was in the first two, he was just as good in the next two. Um, and I guess going forward, you know, who do you think is that next guy to step up? For me, it's Julius Randle, right? You know, he's been, he's been, I mean, really bad. Very, very bad. Um, but I feel like he's got to have a game at some point, right? I mean, good Lord. It's been terrible. No. So yeah. I feel like he's going to turn it around. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, Randall has not been great, like it, like we mentioned before. It's unfortunate. You know, he had a solid game one. Ever since then, he's kind of just not really been there on the offensive side. You know, it's unfortunate. Like I said, he's battling through an injury, so you got to kind of, you know, give him a little bit of slack. I know some Knicks fans are very hard on Julius Randall, and I understand, you know, the body language was not great. Defense effort really was not there in the third quarter, and it's the reason why he was not played in the fourth quarter. But we also got to understand He's playing through something, like I said, he's playing through something most guys aren't going to play through. He's a workhorse, he's a dog, he plays hard. You got you to gotta just be a little patient. I know you don't want to be patient because it's the playoffs, but thankfully we're still winning games in spite of him having some of his worst performances of the season. You know what I mean? So, you know, looking at that, we're lucky that we got these other guys to step up, like Brunson and Barrett right now stepping up when it's needed. Josh Hart playing his good, good basketball. You know, so I expect Randall to, you know, pick it up once in a while. Someone that I'm looking to step up is Emmanuel Quickly. You know, Quickly, he, he had a good game three. He had 11 points on like four or six shooting. That's good. You know, yesterday, though, he had no points, unfortunately, and he went 0 for 4. Now, something that I will highlight about Quickly yesterday, despite having zero points, he was actually a team high plus 11. You know, he was still getting, playing great defense despite the shot not falling. You know, he only played 20 minutes, but <clears throat> he made those 20 minutes worth it because he was playing good defense. You know what I'm saying? So that's good that the defense is still there. Need the offense to click, though. You know what I mean? We need part of, you know, the reason why our bench was so good was because Emmanuel quickly played like a six-man-of-the-year candidate. You know, quite frankly, he was the, the runner-up. Unfortunately, he didn't win the award, but he deservedly was the runner-up. And, you know, so... Looking at that, we just need his offense to step up a bit. You know what I mean? You don't want zero points coming off your, your sixth man. You know, you want bench scoring. I mean, looking at the box score here, the Knicks only had, like, nine bench points yesterday. They had nine bench points. We still won the game. But, you know, having part having as little bench scoring as you just did, that's not always going to cut it. You know, because eventually your starters will get cold. You know, your other teams will figure out how, how to stop, like, Jalen Brunson or R.J. Barrett. You know, they'll figure that out. Obviously, not having Josh Hart on the bench is probably a factor into why our bench only scored nine points yesterday. But at the same time, quickly is supposed to be the guy that's leading that bench. Having zero points is not always going to cut it. The defense is great, though. So I'm, you know, I'm not like totally like, oh, quickly needs to completely step everything up. No, he's playing good defense, which is good. You know, we needed that. That's what we badly needed because we knew, like you said, Ryan, earlier, we knew it was going to be tough to score points. We knew that. So can't always knock on quickly for not scoring when, quite frankly, everyone's had a tough time scoring, you know, other than the last two games, Jalen Brunson, really, and RJ as well. But, yeah, he just needs to figure his shot out. That's the guy I'm looking for to step up in uh, game five on Wednesday night. What do you think about that? What do you think quickly needs to, to really do? What do you think, like, he needs to get going in his offense a bit? It's really the three-point shot, right? I feel like you know that quickly can provide spacing. He's another one of those guys where adjusting for volume, he's one of the best shooters on this team. Um, if he's not giving you that three-point shot, you know, he's still able to positively impact a basketball game, right? Like, that's not 
we've talked about how quickly he's been able to positively impact basketball games, even when his shooting lines don't look great. Um, but you ideally want both of those things. You ideally want the shooting lines to look good and for him to continue to give you the defensive tenacity, the playmaking, the shot creation, all that stuff. Um, you know, that takes him from just a role player to, you know, a legitimate, like, all-star caliber player at times, right? Um, and the fact, again, the Knicks are up 3-1, and we're talking about Julius Randle hasn't played great. RJ Barrett played two terrible games before playing these last two great games. Um, Emmanuel quickly hasn't really done much. Quinn and Grimes missed one of the games, right? Like, not saying that the Knicks are getting an, a bad hand, but the Knicks haven't gotten the eye. Like, it's not like the Knicks are putting up, like, 99th percentile outcomes. Like, they're going out there, and they're just getting every shot they want. Like, you know, our, Julius Randle is shooting 80% from three on, on, you know, 10 attempts a game. Like, that's not happening, right? Um, they're winning these games in pretty sustainable way to win basketball games, which gives me faith. And I, honestly, I would even go as far as to say the Knicks have not played the level of basketball that we've seen them capable of playing. Like, I don't think this team has played at the level of, like, hey, when they play the next round, if they get a team like Boston uh, at some point in this postseason, they can beat them. Like, they're playing at a level where if they played Boston, they'd probably be down 3-1 right now at best, maybe even swept. Um, but that gives me confidence that, you know, Randall's got to get better at some point. As you mentioned quickly, he has to get better at some point. Grimes is probably going to re-answer healthy. I don't know if they push him to play game five if, if they don't have to, right? Like, if in game five, you know, Grimes still a little bit sore. I think I'd rather sit him out for one more game and have him fully healthy, fully ready to go for game six if need be. And if you just win the series there, well, that's even more rest, rest for Grimes. Um, you know, end of the day, I'm not saying you're in a position to tank games or anything like that. More so in a position where, like, you just want some guys to start clicking because, especially Emmanuel quickly, especially Julius Randle, because in a sense, you win you win one of these next three games, and now you can start looking towards your next opponent. And if you win, you build, and you have something that you can build off of uh, for these guys, you feel like you can go into that series and be, you know, at potentially play at your, like, best capacity. You know, that capacity where they won, like, a bunch of games in a row, and Josh Hart's playing out of his mind, and Julius Randle's dropping 30 every night, and Emmanuel quickly is doing what he did uh for that for really this entirety of 2023 um so i don't know what your thoughts are there you know i guess my my overall you know sum it up here i don't think the knicks have played that well and they've been able to win games which is kind of impressive what do you think about that i don't disagree i mean this is quite frankly not the best version of the knicks we've seen this year like you said you know you're gonna look back on this season you're gonna look through the stretches we've had this year and you're gonna look at the first round playoff Knicks, and you go, you're gonna look at like their stat sheet, and you're gonna go, oh dang, they did not play very good at all. Oh wait, they won the series, you know. And let's not get too ahead of myself. <laughs> we haven't won the series yet, you know. We got to keep our foot on the gas. Obviously, you don't want to let up, you know. Don't get too cocky because we're up three one. But being up three one is a great feeling. So you know, we're gonna have our fun right now. <laughs> but with that being said, you know. The, these guys will step up at some point. Julius Randle will step up at one point. He was an all-star. He's going to make the all-NBA team. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's because he is a really good basketball player, which I expect him to turn it around. You know, he needs to get healthy, of course. You know, his ankle probably is still not even 100%. So give him that rest. You know, hopefully we wrap up the series on Wednesday so, you know, it gives him more time to heal because it looks like the Bucks and Heat series is going at least six, I would like to presume. So that'll be an extra few days of rest for uh for Randall, should we move on to the next round? You know, we'll have more rest days because, you know, that series will still be going on. That'll give Randall a chance to heal that ankle. You know, it'll give maybe Grimes a chance to really fully heal that shoulder. You know, Josh Hart even has that ankle ankle ailment that's been going on. I don't know what it's what's going on with it now because he's still playing really well, but I'm sure, you know, there's still a bit of pain there that he's just kind of fighting through. You know, it gives these guys a chance to fully heal. You know, Cleveland's a physical team. 
Cleveland was is a physical team. We knew that when we were coming in. We expected these guys to get battered around a little bit and get beat up a bit. You know, everyone's taking contact left and right on both sides, of, both teams, really. They're just getting loads of contact. It's a really physical series. Kind of a brand of 90s basketball a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, I like that. I enjoy what I've been seeing from it. Yes, I wish the shots were falling a little better, but I do like the physicality. I love the intensity the Knicks have come out with in this series. You know, bouncing back from an ugly game two with two really good wins at the Garden. I mean, that Garden atmosphere is unmatched. I mean... Cleveland just looked rattled, completely rattled. You know, a lot of guys on that Cleveland team, this is their first postseason hoorah. This is their first time in the postseason at all. You know, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, this is their first time. You could kind of tell this is their first time in the playoffs, just being honest. You could, you could kind of tell a little bit. You know, they had to come to the come on the road, and you could see they're a bit frazzled a bit. I mean, Darius Garland just had two absolute stinkers, honestly, in the last two games. I mean, you know, on the stat sheet, you know, Garland had 23-10, and 10, and 9-16, but that was because, you know, he had a really hot third quarter. If you take away that third quarter, he just was not there whatsoever. You know, third, our third quarter yesterday, forget that quarter happened. Let's forget that quarter happened because, you know, every other quarter they played great. The Knicks did, but look, other than that, you know, Garland had been rough in uh, game three. I think Garland had like eight points or something like that, or not not a very high amount of points. He had very low shot, shot uh, efficiency, you know, so we, we're taking advantage of that. I like what we're doing. We're taking advantage of, you know, them have, them being kind of rattled a little bit, them having, them being a little inexperienced, you know. So just keep that going. Keep the foot on the gas, you know. For kind of wrap this up here, my final thoughts, you know. Game five Wednesday night, just end the series. Get this, you know, keep going. Keep your foot on the gas. I know it's you're going into a hostile environment on the road, so it's not necessarily going to be easy. But right now you have the the massive edge. You know you put Cleveland in a big hole. Cleveland Cleveland can't lose the rest of this way in the series. You know you put them in a really tough position with just those two wins in the Garden. You know and winning that first game on the road was huge too. So just looking at that, wrap this up. Get this game five win. I'm hoping Julius Randle has a bounce back performance in game five. I you know Randle is typically always played better on the road, so that gives me a little hope that maybe he'll. Step up to the challenge a little bit. You know, I expect another big night from Brunson. I'm hoping R.J. Barrett can continue his little hot streak he's got going on right now because this is the R.J. Barrett I wanted to see all along. So I'm glad to see that. You know, and let's just stay healthy too. You know, everyone needs to stay healthy. We, we're going to, because quite frankly, if we do move on to the next series, we're going to need these guys for the next series because the next series is not going to be any easier. So guys, just got to keep your foot on the gas and just keep things going, you know. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, end of the day, um, the Knicks just need to keep playing not terrible basketball because the Cavs are playing some really terrible basketball offensively. Um, you just got to take advantage of that, right? Um, end of the day, you, you, I think you put it perfectly too with like don't let up at all. Um, the game five is just as big as – well, not statistically speaking, I know it's not just as big of a game as game three or game four, but treat it like that game. Treat it like those two games. You know, Go in there thinking we got to beat these guys you know, or else – you know, God knows what happened, right? Now, obviously, you know, I'm not an athlete, and I'm sure the Knicks have a great mentality already. Um, that's a well-tight-knit group. Um, but I know that they're not going to go into that game thinking, yeah, we can drop one. They're going to think, hey, all the pressure's on them. We're playing with house money, and we're a really good team. We feel like we're better than them. And I think that's the right mentality to have. Um, end of the day, um, the Knicks yesterday was not just to win, not just to feel good, not just to get the two wins at home, but to take a commanding lead. And to really, I mean, 
break the spirits of the Cavs. Um, and you're gonna you're gonna have a shot to do that at their uh, at Cleveland uh, Wednesday night, which is definitely gonna be an interesting game. But we'll have you guys with a preview for that game Wednesday. Uh, so this is not the last episode before that uh, game five. Hopefully we preview and then we get to talk about um, a round two matchup uh, the following episode. But if you guys want to stay up to date with all your New York Knicks news, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and turn on our post notifications because we're posting videos frequently and you guys don't want to miss one. Um, in terms of our Twitter, our Instagram, and our TikTok, you guys can make sure to check those out as well. We're frequently posting stats and things like that. So if you guys really want to make sure you're keeping up with what's going on with the New York Knicks, or you just want to have some more Knicks stuff on your timeline, um, those are great accounts to follow. You guys can follow us on Twitter. Uh, there, Our Twitter accounts are above our heads. Um, and of course, you guys know to check us out in the next episode. Again, Wednesday, we'll have a Game 5 preview. Arguably has a chance to be one of the best wins the Knicks have had in literally a decade so uh we'll see you guys then thank you guys so much for checking us out we appreciate the support lately and we'll see you guys in the next episode peace out